Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about scratch made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. Thank you so much for checking out the show today and I do hope that you'll stick around. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so, so much for your continued support. Wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, I hope that you're doing absolutely amazing today. Take a few moments right now as you're listening to this and just think some kindness for yourself. Give yourself a compliment. Tell yourself that you did a good job on something. Whatever it is, take a moment to feed yourself with just a little bit of positivity because living with positivity and having a positive mindset takes conscious effort. It's too easy, and I do it all the time, unfortunately, as well, but it's too easy to slip into negativity. But if we consciously try to project positivity, if we consciously try to feed positivity into our lives, at least a little bit, drip feed it in if you have to, but just pay yourself a kindness today. Today on the show, we're going to do things a little bit differently because no featured recipe this week. The few things that I did make that I would have, you know, had an opportunity to make a featured recipe, I don't have any leftovers of, and I really do feel like they could use a lot more refinement before I want to feature them. And, you know, I just, sometimes that's going to happen and that's okay. You know, so if you are somebody that tunes in for the food talk, I mean, I'm still going to talk about food, but, you know, I just don't have a featured recipe this week. So I don't even know what I'm going to do for artwork for this episode, uh, thinking about it, but. I don't know. I'll try to, I'll try to maybe, uh, maybe get creative or something. It's not that I haven't been eating or anything, you know, cause I obviously have, but I've been cooking a lot of staples lately. I love, love to brine and grill chicken, which I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I've become something of a snob about it. I have to brine my chicken now before I grill it. I literally won't eat it unless I've done that. Cause Rebecca and I had an experience not long ago. We'd had some chicken brining in the fridge and I grilled it up with that Nashville hot chicken seasoning. All my patrons, top level patrons that is, just got their spring and summer 2022 rewards boxes. Finally, 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 I do want to get a Patreon episode out this month as well, talking a little bit more about what you can do with those, or you can go check out the episodes I did on my wing sauce and the Nashville hot chicken. Uh, But I love to use that Nashville hot chicken seasoning as a grilling rub as well. You just add a little bit of brown sugar into it when you're adding it over top of chicken. So I'll brine it for three days and grill it up with that. And it's so perfect. And then it was a couple days later. I can't remember why. We didn't have anything to eat for dinner. We had nothing. We had had no idea what we were going to do. So we went to Wegmans. And we're at Wegmans and we're doing our Wegmans thing. I love it there. And we're batting this ball back and forth of, what do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? We're very decisive people. And we inevitably ended up with a a pack of chicken, a pack of split chicken breast, because there was nothing else that really looked good to us. And we just kind of wanted chicken. So I was like, hey, why why don't I just fire up the grill? Why don't uh, don't we make some chicken? So I grilled it up and we both tasted it. We both kind of had that moment where we looked at each other and were like, this just isn't as good. (laughs) 
Like it's really, really not. And you know, I, I actually, Rebecca's parents were here. She wasn't, but her parents were here. Uh, and you know, we've got like a ton and I mean an absolute ton of chicken scraps frozen chicken scraps, like onion ends, like herb stems, like save everything. I save absolutely everything so I can make stock with it. And we got so many bags of this stuff. I said, what if instead of, you know, cause we didn't have all the things I would normally use in a brine, but I knew those bags had a lot of that kind of stuff in there. So I chucked it in a big pot of water and I added, you know, salt and pepper and like a couple of different things, but largely I let the flavor be dictated by whatever was already in that bag. Lots of basil stems, sage stems, all, any and everything, any and everything you can possibly think of. And I brought it to a boil and, you know, normally when you do stock, you let it reduce and reduce and reduce and reduce. And I did let it cook down for a bit, but generally I wasn't looking to make this into, you know, some kind of rich like chicken stock. I just wanted it to be like a good brine with a good host of other flavors in there. Strained it out, chilled it, brined some chicken in there. And then I grilled up the chicken the same way for Rebecca's parents when they were here with that Nashville hot chicken seasoning and turned out amazing. Turned out really, really amazing to the point where, I mean, I won't do that every time probably, but you know, if you've just got a ton of that kind of stuff floating around in your freezer, like I do, I, I kind of just wanted to make some room in the freezer. I kind of just wanted to get rid of something. Of course, now I'm out of chicken stock. So now I do have to make chicken stock again, but you know, I've got three more jars of brine in the fridge ready to go now. And it's another thing I started doing is I started doing brine in bulk. Like I would make enough brine to just do one batch of chicken and that's it. And that's kind of, it's a process because you got to heat it up. You've got to bring it to a boil and then you've got to strain it, every, everything out. And then you got to chill it. Then you got to refrigerate it. So that way it's cold enough so you can put chicken in it. It's such a process, right? So instead of doing it that way, like, why don't I take like my big stock pot? Why don't I make a ton of this stuff and then just fill ball jars with it? And then when I want to brine chicken, it's as simple as unscrewing a lid. Rebecca was gone for a week and a half. She was doing a ballet intensive. I talked about that last week on the show. And I took the opportunity because I don't often get the opportunity anymore uh, to make some different pork dishes. Rebecca doesn't eat pork. So generally as a rule, I just kind of decided that I'm not going to make it in front of her really all that often, if ever, just because, you know, I, I want to be respectful of her wishes, but I really, really, really miss things like pork tenderloin and pork chops, especially. And so, you know, I grabbed some pork chops. I grabbed some pork tenderloin. I literally like had just nothing but pork products in my <laughs> my shopping cart at Wegmans. And I take those pork chops and I use that same Nashville hot chicken seasoning, liberally season them on both sides, grill them up. <sighs> perfect. That is a perfect spice for pork as well. If you're somebody who eats pork, you know what else it would be really great on is something like tofu, something like tofu. I think that would be really, really amazing on. So if you're vegetarian, you're listening to this and you're a top level patron, Caleb, then, uh, you know, give it a try, man. Definitely give it a try. He made me, I think I talked about it on the show, but uh, when I went to visit him and his wife in Geneva, me and Rebecca went up there like a month ago or so now, he made me uh, pork vin or uh, tofu vindaloo, I should say. Now. It wasn't pork vindaloo. Uh, yeah, tofu vindaloo, which I had never had before, and I'd never eaten tofu before, but it was really, really nice. 
It was really, really nice. I want to make it for the first time. I'm going to do it on the show probably sometime, hopefully in the next month or so, but I really, really would like to, to, to give it a crack myself. It just turned out really, really good. The pork tenderloin I prepared two different ways, uh, which was really, really exciting for me. The first way I rendered some bacon and, you know, you got that bacon fat in there. Perfect. And then I just seasoned the heck out of it with some allspice. Allspice is a huge, huge, huge hit on pork. If you're not using it, if you only think of it as like, I mean, it's getting to be pumpkin spice season. I've seen the social media posts, but use it on pork and chicken. It is an amazing seasoning. It's amazing uh, as part of, as part of those kinds of things. But I did smoked paprika, salt, pepper, allspice, seared it really hard on both sides, finished it in the oven. And to go with it, I made a mustard and champagne reduction with pineapple and mango. So I bought some fresh pineapple, fresh mango, diced them up really fine. Got some really good German mustard and just some champagne. Basically, once they were done in the oven, took it out, uh, removed them so they could rest. And then, you know, got the, uh, the, the pan back on the stove, deglazed it with the champagne and then added everything else and just kind of let that cook down and reduce a bit. Had that beautiful sweetness, but it also had a little bit of heat because of the mustard. Absolutely perfect over the top of it. And then when Rebecca's parents were here and our friend Jen was here. So I decided to make the other pork tenderloin that I had, and this time seasoned it with the same things, except for I also added fresh rosemary and sage. Just chopped them up really fine and like got a really good uh, coating of all those fresh and powdered spices all over that. Now, this one I just really hard seared in olive oil. Got it in the oven, let them finish in the oven. Took them out again, take them off the pan to rest. And then got some white wine in the pan to deglaze it. And then what I did is I took Honeycrisp apples and I quartered them and then I used a mandolin to slice them really, really thin. I added some more freshly chopped up sage and I threw those apples in there with just a little bit of salt, pepper, and some sugar and just let that cook and reduce until it just all the sweetness, everything came out. I think I added some chicken stock in there as well. This is why there's not a featured recipe this week because I really... I kind of just wanted to cook, you know, like sometimes I just want to cook. So I threw everything together and man, like the apples just had that perfect. They had like this perfect tartness that definitely came from that wine. And then they just played every single perfect note of savory and sweet. When you took a bite of that tenderloin, it was just perfect. The second tenderloin turned out way better than the first. I really, really did love the mango and pineapple mustard champagne thing. I really, really did love it, but it needs refinement. Same thing with the apples. I think they just need a little bit of refinement. Everything I made, if it's not something I've already made before, I really, really feel like it just needs a little bit of work, a little bit of work. So, you know, the things that you'll definitely be hearing about again at some point in the future on the show. And then to welcome Rebecca home. I made it on the show just a couple weeks ago, that beautiful, beautiful homemade pasta dish with scallops and shrimp. Wegwins was mostly out of scallops, so we had to settle for mostly shrimp in this one, but that's okay. I followed my own directions, and this is one big thing I really want to try to do more on the show is follow my own directions and see if I can replicate the recipe perfectly. 
And I remember when I typed up those recipe instructions, I purposefully beefed up the amount of sauce because when I had made it the first time, it just didn't have a lot of sauce to it. And I'm absolutely thrilled to report it turned out amazing. I got to cook the shrimp for the first time. I've never, ever done it before, but I basically just followed Gordon Ramsay's uh, recipe. Well, it's a shrimp scampi recipe, but I just followed his instructions for cooking the shrimp. High heat, like 90 seconds. That's it. I turned them once about halfway through. They got a beautiful color, you know, chucked everything together. There was plenty of sauce this time. Everything came together absolutely perfectly. What an absolute dream. Absolutely one of my favorite dishes. That one's, I mean, the scallops are cost prohibitive. Like we can't eat scallops and stuff like that all the time, but especially with shrimp, super, super easy, super, super easy. And I really, I honestly can't wait to make it again. There's leftovers of that in the fridge right now. I got to make crusties again for her parents. I made uh, buffalo chicken dip crusties, buffalo chicken wing crusties, whatever you want to call them. And one of my absolute favorite things, again, featuring my glowed up wing sauce. Go back in the archives and check out that episode and make that recipe. I absolutely loved it. You know, it turns out so, 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 so good. Bursting with like, there's a packed and I used the rest of the chicken. So I had brined and grilled that chicken. I used the rest of that in the recipe, which for some reason didn't occur to me until Rebecca's dad said it to me. I was like, you're going to use the rest of that chicken in the crusties. And I was like, well, now I am. <laughs> I had bought a whole family pack of chicken breasts, just assuming I'm like, oh, I have to cook more chicken for the crusties. It's like I'm making five giant split chicken breasts and there's only three of us eating them. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't brain brain no worky a lot of the times I, I get on a one track way of thinking sometimes. And I yeah, there's there's not even any attempt to dissuade me from it. It's just like, boom, straight ahead, you know. Rebecca came home and, you know, we were communicating back and forth about what she wanted for dinner when she got home. And I decided to make her pizza, that crab rangoon pizza. I don't know. Is that a thing I talked about on the show? I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but basically uh, take the crab rangoon recipe, which I know I've talked about on the show, and you deconstruct that onto a pizza. So you mix together crab meat, scallion, cream cheese all over the base of a pizza. Deep fry wonton wrappers. I had to make my own wonton wrappers, guys. I had to make my own homemade wonton wrappers. I had had some from making crab rangoons, but they'd been in the fridge for a hot minute. And I looked at them and they had like brown spots all over them. I was like, oh, I can't do this. And I really didn't want to go back to the store. So I was like, oh, how many ingredients is this going to take? Guys, it's four. <laughs> it's four. Water, flour, salt, egg. That's it. You get it mixed together, you knead it for like five minutes, and then you just let it rest for an hour and roll it out really thin in cornstarch. It's super, super, it's so simple. I cannot believe it's been this simple the whole time, and I've never actually done it. They taste amazing. You know, you deep fry some wonton wrappers, crumble them up over the top, bake it, you know, and you get mozzarella cheese in there. Of course, you want to do, it's, it's pizza, you got to do the pizza thing. But then when it's done, you take it out of the oven. And the first time I ever served it, I drizzled the whole pizza with sweet chili sauce. But I didn't feel like doing that this time. Uh, that way, anybody was eating it, they could put on as much or as little of the sweet chili sauce as they wanted to. So this time I just did it, you know, per slice. Like if you wanted a lot or a little or whatever, you could just do it per slice. I know I talked about this on the show at some point, didn't I? It was my friend Shampoo. Uh, he posted it. He posted it on Facebook or something like that. There was some place in Iowa where he lives that used to do or still does or whatever a crab rangoon pizza. And I was like, I can do that. It's funny to me how many different things uh, that I talk about in terms of food are born of. I can do that. 
That's how we do it though, right? That's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we move. So this show has been a little bit strange in terms of its structure. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, then we're going to do the positivity stuff. Then we're going to, you know, get the music playing and just kind of relax. And there's something I really, really want to talk to you guys about. So see you soon. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so, so much for all of your amazing support. If you haven't yet and you do like what you're listening to, please make sure you head over to wherever you're listening to this, whatever podcatcher, leave me a five-star rating and review. Go over to Good Pods. You can rate and review every single episode of the show, which I really, really appreciate. Number two in arts and in food again this week. I'm on 93 on the top 100 charts, cracking in there again. It just makes me so, so, so grateful for all of your amazing support. I can never, ever, ever, ever express that, but I'm going to try. I'm really, really going to try. Just thank you so, so much. It means the absolute world to me. A huge shout out to Brendan of Unsheft leapfrogging over me. (laughs) I had had number one last week. It's just, you know, it's amazing to see great creators continue to succeed. It really, really is. So just make sure you guys check out on Chef as well if you never have. Uh, he does an absolutely amazing show. And they just did uh, an episode all about food preservation and, and things of that nature. And the kind of debate about how frozen food became taboo. And I do a scratch cooking show. And I like to use everything as much as I can from scratch and fresh. But there are definitely certain things that you can absolutely use frozen. I buy frozen fruit and things like that all the time because they're picked at the peak of freshness and immediately flash frozen. So it's, you know, just as good. So make sure you guys check it out. It's a really amazing show and and he does great work and I'm still super grateful for him having me on uh, a couple months ago. It was really wonderful. And today on the show, I want to get into positivity and I want to talk to you guys about what do you want? What is it that you want? So some of the creators that I follow on YouTube uh, pretty extensively, Imp and Skiz, they they do joint Minecraft content together, impulses on Hermitcraft. So he's like huge and Skiz does his own things and everything. And they do all sorts of, of really, really amazing content. They've started a podcast now called the Imp and Skiz podcast. And their, their, their most recent episode, which is only their second one, God, it really, it, it really, really struck a chord with me. And I wanted to kind of share some of some of what that's about for me because I wanted to kind of use that and 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 use it as a springboard to something else. And it's very much about living an intentional life, living a purposeful life. What do you want in your life? Take a few moments right now and just think about something that you want. What do you want? 
And in the show, you know, they, they made a mention of if there's something that you want, but you're not doing it, then the only thing that's holding you back is you. And I absolutely, absolutely agree with that. And Skiz made this really, really good point. He said that, you know, there's three levels of wanting something. There's you don't want it. You kind of want it. And you want it. If it's something that you kind of want, but you make excuses for why you don't do it, then you don't really want it, do you? And it kind of hit with me a a lot because I know that that's something that I do a lot. How many times have I talked in the positivity segments about thinking, you know, about my weight loss journey, the 125 pounds that I lost, you know, starting in say mid 2019, got down to 275 at my lowest. And then I started to slowly gain some of it back. And then I hit the plateau and then I stayed on the plateau. And I keep talking about how I'm going to get back on that fitness journey and how I'm going to, how I'm going to make more strides. And you know, sometimes, sometimes you're going to get stuck on a plateau. Sometimes you are going to stop you. Sometimes you are going to get in your own way. And I think it's important to note that if you do get in your own way, and if that's something that's happened to you, If you haven't necessarily wanted it as much lately, that's okay. It's not the end of the world. You don't have to hate yourself for that. You don't have to be upset with yourself for that. But what I urge you to do and what their kind of message was is to be honest with yourself about it. So kind of hearing this, and I listened to it again tonight after I got back from going for a run. I want my life to be intentional. I want my life to be purposeful. I want the things I want. I want to get to my goal weight and basically look and feel the best that I ever have in my entire life. I want that so badly but what was i doing to achieve that what was i doing to make that happen late night snacking here and there exercise once or twice a week and i don't think i'm gonna go to the gym today and i don't think i'm gonna go get a walk in today and you know all these little excuses all these little things that we that we do that we tell ourselves that we hold back ourselves from achieving that thing that we want and that means that you you don't want it and maybe you look at it differently but this is how i look at it and that's how i view the world and i have sat here for 60 plus episodes and a ton of quick bites now telling myself what I want, what I want to do, what I will do. And it's not that I haven't done good work. And that's, and that's one thing I really want to stress. It's not that I haven't done good work. And it's not that I'm not going to continue to do good work because I am. But I think it's important to note, and I think it's important to remember if you want something, if you truly, if you really, really want to achieve something, nothing's going to stop you. If it's about finding the time 
Where in your day can you make the sacrifice to make this thing happen? What can you shift around in your priority list to make this happen? Because if you want, and, and, and like this, it goes true in, in literally any and everything in life. If you want something, if you want to make time for something, you're going to. You're going to find a way. You know, I've lamented time and again on this show about not having the time to do certain things, not having the time to do this and that. But how many times do I just sit and scroll through Instagram reels or sit on social media apps doing different things? So you may have noticed I haven't really been posting on social media quite as much as I had been. One of the things, and, 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 and this has been something that's kind of been dialed home to me repeatedly, go on your phone right now, if you have Facebook, and I'm sure other apps do this as well, but go on your phone right now and look in your Facebook settings, and in your settings, you can find out how much time you spend on Facebook every day. So this week, my average is 28 minutes. What else could I have done with that 28 minutes? What do you want? When I say, what do you want? What pops into your head? Not something you have to think about. Just immediately something came into your mind. When I said, what do you want? There's something you want to do. There's something you want to achieve. There's something that you really truly want or at least you think you do. Do you want to start that diet plan? Do you want to learn a new skill? Do you want to make one of the recipes that I feature in the episodes of this show? Do you want to get a new job? Do you want to write more? Do you want to create more content? Do you want to help people? These are all just things that I know I'd like to do. But what steps am I taking toward living a purposeful life? What steps am I taking toward making those things happen? What actions am I taking? And if I had to make some kind of an excuse to not do something one day, why did I make that excuse? That's 28 minutes I could have been writing. I lament so much. I lament time and time and time and time again, not having the time to write. That's time to write right there. And I don't even spend as much time on Facebook as I do on Instagram. I already know that's true. That's probably an hour and a half. Two hours. A day. Gone. On, it's meaningless. On things that are actually meaningless in the end. Because what's your intention? What is the intentional life that you want to live? If you want to make time for something, if you want to make time for someone, you're going to. No matter what, you're going to find a way. So since I listened to that episode the first time I was at the park, going for a nice long walk that day, and I was trying to get in some running when I could, 
But they got to a point in that podcast where they said, I'm talking to you know you out there who's listening to this while you're driving around or maybe you're on a walk or whatever, you know, and talking to you like the only person holding you back is you. And I started running. Now, can I run great yet? No. But I am never going to get there. I am never going to achieve if I don't start taking those steps. So since the day I listened to that, I have exercised every single day and I set a goal to myself. They challenged me at the end of the episode. They said, what are you going to do? And it's not about talking about it. It's not about talking about wanting to do something. It's not about talking about, eh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'd like to do that. What are you going to do? If there's something in your mind's eye that you'd like to do, I want this to happen, but I haven't put in the work to make this happen. What is it that you're not putting in the work for? What is it that you haven't gotten there for? I promised myself that I was going to exercise five times a week. I'm already up to three and it's only Tuesday. At least five times a week. Now that to me means at least 20 minutes of physical activity. And I worked 11 hours today, finished up my shift. And I, you know, I talked to Rebecca about it yesterday. I was like, eh, no, I, I think I'm going to take tomorrow off because my knee had been a little sore. And I just kind of wanted to give myself the break, but I felt it, you know, I felt it. I wanted it. I wanted it. So when I finished my shift, I had already put my gym clothes on and everything like that. And I stretched and I got right out that door. It's too hot. It's too humid. I'm too tired. I'm too sore. It rained out, so it's wet. Anything that you tell yourself to justify why you didn't do something, you don't want it, do you? There's so many things that I sit here and I talk about or that I think about, maybe that I haven't even told you guys about yet. So many different things that I think about. Oh, I'd like to have the time to write. I'd like to write. Well, I'm never going to publish anything. I'm never going to actually have anything to show for my writing if I don't put my hands on the keyboard and actually press them. Never going to happen. I'd like to try this. I'd like to do this recipe. I'd like to try this thing, bringing it back to food. That's one area where I have consistently wanted it. Where I have stepped outside of my comfort zone time and time and time again on this show to try new dishes, to try things I've never tried before, to do things I've never done before. I made wonton wrappers. I could have just gone to the store. Would have taken me way less time to just go to the store, as a matter of fact. But instead I put the work in. Five minutes of kneading. That's it. That's all it took. So when I said that out loud, when I mentioned that to you, what do you want? What was the thing that popped into your head? Something that you want, but you don't have. What are you willing to do to get it? I want to get to 250 pounds. I'm willing to sacrifice not eating 
some of the things that I love to eat. And for me, it's definitely reducing the amount of the things I eat too. God, I've got such an appetite. But reducing down those things. Cutting back on, you know, like I love craft beer. And I got into a period where, you know, I was enjoying it. I was getting craft beer again. I was drinking craft beer again. I was still going for walks. But my weight wasn't moving. If you want to get to that thing, whatever that thing is, you have to be willing to work for it. If you're not, then you don't want it. And if you don't want it, that's okay. You don't have to want something. You can let some things go. You know, I do really, really enjoy making reels and, and posting them on social media and stuff like that. Like doing little video reels on Instagram and throwing them on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I haven't done one in, in a while. Because I don't really, I mean, I, I, I sort of want to. But is it important to me? No. It's not, it's not writing. It's not those things that I'm really super insanely passionate about. So I just haven't done them. I just, I just told myself, I'm like, just, just, just don't do it then, Nick. Just don't do it. I can only imagine how high my average might depend on that Facebook app if I'd looked at it two, three weeks ago. The only thing I really want to emphasize here, and I'm going to leave a link to there because they said it way better than I'm saying it here, I'm sure. And I kind of just wanted to relate it in terms of what I've challenged myself to do and what I've promised myself I'm going to do. So I pass that challenge from them on to you. What are you going to do? Because if you want to do it, if you want whatever it is that you pictured in your mind's eye when you said, I want this, what are you willing to do to get them? And start doing it right now. You get one life. You get one shot on this earth. That's it. And I'm sure everybody listening to this out there, you've lost somebody or you know somebody who's lost somebody young. The biggest misconception is that you think you have time. You don't know what life is going to bring. You don't know where your life is going to take you tomorrow or the next day or the next. So why not live every single day with intention, with purpose, chasing after the things you want, doing the things that you love. For me, I want to make a difference in the world. I want to help people. I want to try to make the world a better place. So once a month, I'm going to do charity streams on Nikolai's Kitchen, the Twitch channel. Because I want to do more than I'm doing now. Every single month, I donate 10% of my Patreon proceeds to charity. But that's not enough for me. I want to do more. So I'm going to do those charity streams every single month. First one's going to be in September. Stay tuned for information on that. It's going to be pretty low key. It's going to be pretty, you know, not super, you know, a lot of whatever. Me, some guests, maybe, who knows, just doing different things, just having fun. Doing something good for a good cause. I want to hit 250 pounds. 
So I'm going to keep things out of my diet, like craft beer. I'm going to cut out things like sugar. And I'm going to keep exercising five days a week at least. And my legs hurt right now. I'm sore. I'm tired a little bit. But I feel good because I feel like I'm actually trying. I feel like I'm actually working. I feel like I'm actually trying to live an intentional life. That's what I want. Don't push yourself too hard. Don't be too hard on yourself if you try something and you fail. Or if you try and you decide you don't want it anymore. It's okay. Find the next thing. And then give it absolutely everything you've got. Live an intentional life. Live a beautiful life. Make the absolute most out of life because I promise you, no matter what you think, you don't have time. Someday you're going to look back and you're going to say, I wish I had more time. Don't live a life of regret. Live a life of intention, of purpose. And that is going to do it, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. As I said, charity streams are coming once a month starting in September. Stay tuned for information on that and on the first charity that we're going to be choosing. If you have suggestions of a charity that you would like me to choose, hit me up on social media. Throw it in a reply over on Good Pods when you leave a five-star rating and review. Let me know. I really, really appreciate you hanging out, checking out the show tuning in even though there's no featured recipe this week but i really really just love sitting down and just getting to dish with you guys too means a lot to me anybody that takes the time to listen to this i love you and i'm so grateful for you thank you so much thank you so so much for listening and thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons well thank you so much to chris m and sam and a special shout out to my vip patrons krista jared caleb dan and bill learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash kitchen